Indeed, that's the station you're listening to. Welcome to the program. If you've just joined us, the time 17 minutes past seven on Radio Veritas. My name is Father Emil, and with me on the line is uh, a guest in South Africa, somebody called Father Thomas Weston. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning. It's a brand new day in South Africa. Absolutely wonderful. I'm looking at your picture in the Southern Cross this week. You look like a cowboy. Well, I live in the western part of the United States, so that's part of our heritage. But I'm really not a cowboy. I'm, I'm a city kid. Oh, you look you look very colorful. Anyway, whatever you whatever you call yourself. Thank you. Father Thomas, welcome to the country, and it's lovely to have you with us. And uh, you're going to be traveling around, seeing many different parts of our country. But I thought, let's just introduce you, because you're starting your um, your uh, winter school, Living Theology, today. That's right. That's and right. we thought, let's just tell people a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and, and uh, something about your background. Well, um, I'm... Uh, um a native Californian. My, my mother was an immigrant from Sweden. My father's family from Ireland. I grew up in the San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, a uh, pretty, pretty ordinary, um, uh, practicing Catholic family. Um, let me see. I went to a Jesuit high school in San Jose, California, and I was a teacher. So I was 18 years old and I knew everything. So I joined the Jesuits. Um, <laughs> And I've been a member of the Jesuit community for the Western Province uh, for 50 years, which seems like a very long time. Right, yes. Uh, and my my plan was to be a high school teacher because I loved my teachers. So I, I did that in Los Angeles for seven years um, and then did some social work with a group called the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. Um, and during that time, I'm pretty busy, I'm pretty active, but I... I develop a dandy case of alcoholism myself, and I get into a lot of trouble yeah. uh, in terms of health and, and um, uh, mentality and, and bad attitudes. So my my uh, community put me into treatment for alcoholism when I was 29 years old, mm-hmm. um, and I got out of treatment, and uh, uh, my life has, has changed um, a lot. So most of the work I do now is with alcoholics and drug addicts and their families mm. uh, all over North America. Well, that's fantastic. What made you, what made you become a Jesuit? Well, again, I like my teachers. I, I, uh, um, I graduated from high school in 1965, right. and I, I liked... Um, um, I mean, that, that was so long ago. It's before cell phones, you know. It's almost Jeez. before uh, television. Um, but I so admired the, the community life and the uh, spirit and the education. Mm. So that it was, I, I had no burning bush. I had no uh, a vision other than the good example of good people who were my teachers. Well, and like lots of kids, I wanted to grow up and imitate them. Well, you know, Thomas, I remember, I'm a Dominican, and uh, I remember once visiting Brazil, and I stayed with some Jesuits in Brazil, and I thought to myself, you know, these guys, I could even be a Jesuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of them aren't bad, you know. Most of them um, are interesting to talk to, and most uh, of them have a a generous heart, and most of them put in a long day. So uh, they're rather, and and the best of them are flexible and interesting. I think they are so flexible and interesting. And I mean, the the range of work that I found them doing in Brazil and living in the poblaciones in the the slums and and those sort of places. I mean, I was really, really impressed. It was something that struck me very deeply. 
One of the things our leadership has been telling us for the last generation is to uh, think outside the box. Right. Um, use your imagination, be creative, mm. and don't be afraid to try something new. That's right, indeed. Well, there you go. All right, let's just talk a little bit about about what's going to be happening now. You said you, you are a, a recovered alcoholic. You discovered that you were an alcoholic when you were 29, was it? Well, I, I mean, I, I knew I was an alcoholic long before, but, but I didn't reach out for help. I, okay. I thought I could handle it by myself or yeah. I could keep it secret or mm. it was no one else's business. Right. Um, the, the leadership of the Jesuits and, and Catholic bishops all over North America got an education mm. on uh, alcoholism and drug addiction in the late 60s, early 70s, mm. and they were told this is not a moral issue, mm. this is a health issue. Mm. Uh, anybody can get sick. Recovery is possible. Mm. If you have people in your community who are ill, get them some help. So mm. I benefited from that. We had a new provincial his name was James Hanley. He'd known me for years and right. uh, liked me a lot, but he knew I was in trouble. Right. Um, and I was his first alcoholic. So now, that, that's quite an honor. Now, now tell me, uh, Father Thomas, when, uh, how did, what, what made you, re- what, what was it that, that uh, when you reached the stage where they said, no, I'm going to stop, I'm going to do something about this now, what situation did you find yourself in? What was that sort well, of turning uh, point? My, my living situation is I was studying theology at the Jesuit school in Berkeley. I was trying as hard as I could to keep my head above water. I was working very hard, but I was increasingly isolated yes. and increasingly angry. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't reach out for help. Help came to me. Mm-hmm. And it was I was I had no fight left. I um, um, I was put into a three week treatment program, and I got out of that um, knowing I had to relearn everything. That I I I don't know how to live anymore. I don't know how to live, function, cope, work without alcohol. Mm. I have to start over from you know life one hundred and one, right. and and then learn how to be a human being without using chemicals. Wow, there you go. So, you see, I've often heard about, uh, you know, uh, uh, recovered alcoholics. They said, you know, they really had to go to their lowest ever. They had to sort of find themselves in the gutter before they sort of pick themselves up. Well, you have you have to hit some kind of of humiliating and degrading experience. You have they say it's hitting bottom on some way. Yeah. You have you have to have what we call the gift of desperation. Right. If you're desperate enough, and if you're miserable enough, and if there's an uh, an alternative offered, it's an experience of grace, you know. Um, And it's it's uh, uh, realizing I cannot fix myself, I cannot help myself, and you come to rely on God's grace and inspiration on a daily basis. Well, you know, whether you're a church person or not, yes. Kind of how it works. You see, the headline in the Southern Cross this week says where we can find God in addiction. And That's you know, right. It's, it's, it's a well, it's, it's, I would have written it a little differently. I would have said how God finds us. Okay, all um, right. Interesting. But yes. it's, in, in, it's in the desperation, you know. Mm, it's, uh, mm. Everything I know doesn't help. Right. Uh, everything, all of my defenses are down. I am I'm defeated. Uh, my... Um, um, uh, spiritual director is a diocesan priest, a priest of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, right. named uh, Father Terry, and he got sober in 1971. And he had a—he's uh, been my advisor, my counselor, my director for many, many years. Mm. 
Mm. And he talks about the, the spiritual grace of surrender. Yeah. Of just letting go of, uh, of, of it, it, it's, it's, uh, not, not my way, but God's way. You yeah, know, it, it's, right. I, I cannot fix me. Right. And so we rely on, um, a larger community to help us get right. Well. Yeah. Now, when you say then the God, God helps you, but but you also need a community to walk with you and to help you over this this hump. Right. I, I think one of the one of the uh, consequences of addiction, and it, mm. whether it's uh, alcohol or uh, crystal meth or you know eighteen hours of internet porn or. 12 loaves of French bread. I mean, all of those addictive behaviors. Yeah. One of the, the major results is complete isolation, and you're cut off from everybody, right. um, which, which is what hell is. Mm. Um, so part of recovery is going against that isolating tendency, and it means you have to reach out to find other people with whom you share a lot in common. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you need a support group, and that comes in many, many ways. But some kind of of group you learn from, participate in, listen to, and yeah. be of service in, yes. All right. So, and now, you, may, you do mainly work amongst addicts now, do you? Well, addicts and alcoholics, I do retreat work. So these are people in recovery. Yeah. They're clean and sober. Yeah. But now we have to work on our, our uh, personal, spiritual lives and our lives of service and our lives of gratitude. Mm. So... I travel over a lot of North America, um, usually leading weekend groups for addicts and alcoholics in recovery. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, um, um, well, we talk about philosophy and theology, you know, <laughs> but, but not using uh, a lot of church terms, yeah. uh, uh, broader concepts, but helping people get well and, mm-hmm. and be part of the community. Mm-hmm. So when I get back to California in about six weeks, my first weekend, it will be in Los Angeles at the Franciscan Retreat House mm. in uh, in Los Angeles, in Malibu, and I'll be with a hundred women, alcoholic women in recovery. Wow. It's a great weekend. Wow, incredible. Now, you, so you, I'm a very lucky man. I mean, I, I would never have imagined me doing uh, anything this interesting. Wow, isn't that fantastic? What do you do? What do you do in your spare time, ever, if I can put it that way? Do you have any hobbies that you love uh, involving yourself? Oh, I'm a in? gardener. Okay. I'm a gardener, my, uh, an amateur gardener. I read books, I, I garden. My uh, father's father was the original Irish immigrant into the Bay Area, and he was a a day laborer and a gardener at Stanford University a mm-hmm. hundred years ago. This is when the Irish were the day laborers, and uh, so it's kind of in the in the family system. My mother's father was a a Swedish farmer, mm. uh, so it, I, I get it honestly, you know. So I dabble in the yard, and and I find I I love growing things, and I love plants and trees. And when I'm very crazy in my own head, if I get outside and work in the yard. It's very, very helpful. And, and I like music, and I'm, I'm pretty visual, um, and I like, uh, I like to listen to people have conversations. So it's, it's nothing too, too exotic. It's pretty basic stuff. Uh, do you do any, any form of exercise, running, jogging? Or oh, anything? I wish I did. Yeah? I think about exercise, <laughs> and that's almost the same thing, isn't it? Um, I, when I'm in my right mind, I walk. Yes. And when I'm in my right mind, I swim. Wow. Uh, but I, I, uh, I'm not going to tell you when the last time I did that. I walked yesterday. I went to the, yeah. the Apartheid Museum here in Johannesburg okay. uh, and yes. spent the afternoon. Yes. And walking through the Apartheid 
museum was mm. a very powerful experience mm-hmm. for me, but I went very slowly, you yes. know, just looking at those those images of yes. nightmare and horror right. and and inspiration, you yeah. know, from some right. of the leadership. Uh, mm. So I'm I spent a very good pastoral right. day yesterday yeah. there. Okay. Father Thomas, you're going to be conducting these winter schools now. It's going to be for ordinary people, or do you have to have ordinary, a degree? Anyone who shows up. Anybody who shows up, huh? Yeah. And it doesn't have I, to be alcohol. I, I don't know exactly how that works, but there are people here who know how that works. Right. I'm just, uh, like today, I'm, I'm, uh, we'll have, I think, a group of 60 or 70 people right. for the next few days. Yeah. And we'll talk about the most basic and simple things. I taught high school boys for 100 years. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I learned to uh, present material and, and, um, um, I can be. I have a sense of humor, right. which is a good thing and the bad thing. But yeah. I, I can talk about some very difficult subjects mm. lightly. Okay, and I think that's good. So, uh, people who have addiction problems are very welcome to come to your talks. Oh sure, oh sure, oh yes. sure. Or people who love addicts and alcoholics. Right. Okay. You well, know, there and, you go. and so many of us we have it. We're married to an alcoholic, or our sister or brother is a drug addict, or one of our kids or grandkids right, yeah. is in trouble, and that makes us frantic and isolated. And and learning that it's an ordinary problem, and recovery is available. So surely people are most welcome. So tell me, Father Thomas, in your experience now, when you've been dealing with addicts, do you find your success rate very high? Oh, I don't. I don't count. I, all you don't I count. Know, I, I, I mostly. <laughs> a lot of this is in God's good hands. You okay. know, I I don't keep track. I know anyone can relapse. Right. No one is fixed forever. Yeah, right. We get a daily reprieve, mm. and so living vulnerably with a daily reprieve, right. we form a community of women and men in recovery, right. and some have long, long recovery, right. and some have are just there for the very, very first time. Right. Um, in one of the programs, they say uh, the highest rank anybody can get here is sober. Right. You know, not so. So there's that shared thing. So re- recovery rate. Lots of people get well. Lots of people don't. Lots of people die of the disease. It, mm. It's a killer. Yeah. Yes, indeed, 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 it is. Well, listen, uh, Father Thomas. It seems as though you're going to have a wonderful time in the country, and many people are going to be encouraged by what you have to share with them. Uh, of course, I think we know when somebody like you, a priest, who can say, "I am an alcoholic," I oh, I, you yes. know, it just gives people well, I, so I much get encouragement. Me sometimes, you know, how how could a priest be an alcoholic? Yeah. And my response is, with any luck at all, you know, you can be an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, I have uh, I have access to all kinds of different people that I uh, and friends that I never would have met if I hadn't gotten into recovery. So I'm right. very very glad. Yes, yes. Well, there we go. Well, I really hope it's going to go very well, and that many many of my fellow South Africans are going to be encouraged by what you have to share with them. But I hope so too. Yes, I'm sure they will. But thank you so much for coming to the country, and I hope you're going to enjoy this beautiful country. I think where you come from in California, I think. You know, Trump always talks about building a wall between America and Mexico. I think they should put a wall between California and the rest of the states. 
Well, that's that's discussed on occasion by different <laughs> people. Um, but the the building walls usually doesn't work. You know, uh, um, I, I much more prefer Pro Francis's image of building the bridge. You absolutely, know? and uh, and that very much is the language of recovery. It, uh, yes. it, it's waking up to find out how isolated I am, yes. how desperate I am, and then reaching out the the extended hand and the open heart. Absolutely, um, and it, it it crosses all national, ethnic, religious, racial, sexual lines as women and men come together. There we go. But anyway, you come from a very beautiful part of America, and uh, I loved California when I was there. Well, I'm so glad. The next time you come, you let me know, because we can show you around. Not the Golden Gate Bridge, but I'll introduce you to some of the members of the recovering community, and you can have a good time. Absolutely. All right, Father Thomas, thank you so much, and all the best for your, your talks in South Africa. Thanks so much. It was very nice visiting with you. I appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That was Father, that was Father Thomas Weston, a Jesuit from California, and he is an alcoholic, recovered alcoholic, and he's going to be speaking at several places in South Africa um, about addictions of one kind or another, not only alcohol, but any form of addiction. So he starts today at the Lumku Center, which is in Benoni, and uh, it's from today until the 6th of July, from half past nine until half past three in the afternoon. The cost, including meals and lunch, is 1200 So that's starting today at the Lumku Center in Benoni. Then he goes down to Port Elizabeth from the 11th to the 13th of July, and he'll be there for those days. And he's also having a weekend retreat there for addicts and their families and friends and pastoral workers and so on. And then he goes down to Cape Town just for a one-day workshop. That's on the 19th of July, and that's uh, from half past nine in the morning until half past three in the afternoon. And if you're interested, it'll be at the Pinelands Catholic Church. And then down to Durban he goes from the 25th to the 27th of July at St. Joseph's in Morningside. Also a weekend retreat there for addicts and their families and friends um, from the 28th to the 13th of July. So he's also going to um, to Swaziland for one day, and I haven't got the date of Swaziland in front of me, but he's certainly going to be there as well. But look, if there's anything you would like to know about these winter living theology courses that are going to be taking place, and remember, you don't have to be a theologian or an exegete or anything like that, just be an ordinary person who wants to find out about addiction. Maybe you are yourself an addict of one kind or another. Or you've got a son or a daughter or a husband who is on the way to that. And, or maybe you're a priest or a sister. You might be an alcoholic. Or you might have a drug problem or an addiction of some kind. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity of just being encouraged and meeting somebody like Father Thomas Weston and finding out how God loves you and God can reach out to you in your addiction. You can find the Jesuit Institute on 011-482-4237. 011-482-4237. And they'll tell you more about it.